First John, first chapter, verses 1 through 10, that first chapter, then we'll be in the second chapter, looking at verses 1 and 2, then we'll be in the one. We had the readings of that entirety already this morning. I just want to lift up the latter parts of this passage, starting at verse 8. At verse 8, did they say, man? Verse, not they say, hold on. All right, looks like we're all there. The reading from the New Living Translation, the Word of God said, right? If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves. We are not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and storing that his word has no place in our hearts. His word, my dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the of another. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. Praise God for his word. You may have your seat. As you take your seat, you have to announce the subject to your neighbor. Tell them, walk in light in fellowship. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, make sure they didn't fall asleep. Tell them, walk in light in fellowship. I want to deal with how we need to walk in the light. And once we walk in the light, then we won't be walking in sin. If you're walking in the light, then you're walking in the likeness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and living according to his Jesus word. But if we are in darkness, darkness equals sin, then we're not walking in the light, we're not having fellowship with him, but instead we are living in the light that we should not be living, and why things in our lives are not getting better, because we're walking in darkness. And so I want to do a fellowship in the light. We need to walk in the light. Now, here, this word walk, definitely in this text, definitely does mean the physical walk, but also, it also can be defined or better translated this as the way you live. So are you living in the light? Think about you things that are done at dark. Think about how people like to do things in darkness so that they can get away with it. Think about how when you watch some of those great heist movies, right? The novels, one of them says, we're going to rob, we, you know, we're going to do it in the daylight. They won't see it coming. Because the guards are all up at night. It's thicker at night because that's what most of the criminals do their activity. It's, so they always have to up the watch at night. Doors that no watch during the daytime are watched at night. So they take advantage and say, hey, we get them at the daytime because they're not expecting them to try to get away with it. But also in the daytime, there's what? There's more witnesses. So there's more people that can catch you and see what is going on. Sometimes people want to do things at dark, at night. There's less witnesses, opportunity for them to get away, and also opportunities for them to hide what they are doing. Jesus says he came 
not to condemn the world. Jesus says to save the world. But he said those who are already judged are just they rejected him and they love the darkness more than they just love him the light. We find that in John third chapter. And so here we are, we see this chapter. The writer John is saying that he's decided to proclaim to us this message. What is this message? The message that the Son of God became known to us. How did the Son of God become known, become known to us? We, we celebrate that on Christmas. The incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he says, look, he says, look closely there. He earlier part of that chapter. He says, he's excited to tell you this. He says, by me telling you this, my joy is complete. And my joy is complete not because I am telling you, but because of the content of the message. The content of the message is that we can have fellowship with him. Now, to us, this is, this is you know, common knowledge because we love the Lord, so we hear all this. Oh, we have fellowship with him, and so we sing, what a fellowship, what a joy to find. We, we talked about how I got a friend with God. That's, that's common knowledge to us now, to have a friendship and a fellowship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. At the time of writing this letter, there was some, what we know as Gnosticism, there was a people out there trying to say what they know contrary to the truth. So therefore, they were doing things to stay away from their deity. Of Christ. Remember, I said that we, we celebrate Christ on incarnation and Christmas. And, and, and these Gnostics would say that he was not fully man and say he was not fully God, that he was just a phantom using a body at the time. And when the body died, he left before the body died. He left before the body died. He left before the body died. Then how did he die for our sins? Left before the body because what they say that the body is already evil, so since it's evil, there's no saving. I got to an evil life, evil, knowing that my soul is separated. No matter what I do, I'm not hurting myself. I can just live in sin. Now, 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 I might be walking down somebody's block. It's not familiar to us. Now, we say we love the Lord, but we live like we are a bat out of hell. We say, we say, oh, I worship you, Jesus. We don't say we blessings come out of our mouth, but we have more curses coming out of our mouth. We say we want to live with holy hands, but if we try to wash, we hands, still won't be clean because they're so dirty. So here he's trying to point out dirty. You cannot say you love the Lord yet, so here with him, and you're walking and not saying the because the light is not a fellowship with the darkness. So he's bringing up that I'm here to bring this message to you so that we will not be hypocrites, that we will say something, but we do another. But yet what we say is what we do. That we're trying to live, look what he says here, horizontally and vertically. Horizontally, I have fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ, and together, vertically, we have a fellowship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we want to be connected, not just with each other, so if I fellowship with one another, walking in the light, then Christmas catches, then I am aware of the evil that's around me. Because if I'm walking in the light, then I see darkness because I'm in the light. Therefore, I expose the wickedness from this. Check this out. That I see what's wrong with me. Y'all quiet on this, all right? What's wrong with me? Because... What happens when we walk in the light, we see for the light for who he is. And the light is 
the word. You see that the Bible says the word. Not the logo is the word. word yes. and, and this is why we like John. John was a good person. He was embarrassing these people. Try to say that. Well, he wasn't fully many with the fully God. No, he was God before time. And in time, he became flesh. And he was still fully God and fully flesh. One God. One person with two natures. and flesh. One who died on the cross for our sins. He says, he says that he wasn't a figment of my agitation. We saw him. We heard him. And that's not good enough for you. We touched him. We heard him. And that's not good enough for you ourselves. And so we are sharing with you that we physically see, saw the word. He's sharing that you get, don't get caught up there. This is not a figment of the word. He was not a family. He was not a ghost. He is real. Can you hear me preaching? Because Jesus is real. He is the God know, but he's real in my soul. <laughs> and so we know how to him. So we need to know he is real. He's not made us. He is the you know, true historical person that was here on here. But before he was here on earth, he already was. He said he was already at the beginning in with the Father. So what does that mean? It means this, that he who is eternal stepped in time for us. So that we might have a relationship with the eternal God. That we might have an answer to us. That's common knowledge. But back then, they did not think about a God that would have a relationship with people. They thought God was too aloof. They didn't care about people. But our God loves us. We see it over and over again throughout the text. How we see it loves us. One of the key characters about God is love. For God so loved the word he gave his only begotten son. His love and endurance got forever. He even announced himself to Moses when he covered him up because he couldn't see him face to face and passed over so he can get a glimpse of his glory. He says, the Lord, the Lord our God is faithful and his love is unfailing or tender mercy or evil in kindness. All to point out that he is faithful in love. And so we have the word, the Logos. Since the word of life, word, he is the light of life, who comes to take away the sins of the world. And so we see that, this, okay, I need to have fellowship. In order for me to have fellowship, I first must know him for who he is. We dealt with that a little bit earlier during our time celebration that passed about, do you know Jesus? And if you do not know him, that's all right. John introduced that one, he's eternal. One, he is one with God. And also, he was fully man and fully with God. He is the one who died on the cross for our sins. He's the one that's done miraculous things that others saw for themselves. And they are the one that's a first-hand account. So John said, I was speaking from apostolic authority that I'm not talking outside of my neck. I'm talking loud and saying nothing. I am speaking truth. I am being real. As kids might say, he is being true. He's letting them know that this is the truth that we know for no matter of a shadow of a doubt that he is God, and because of that, it makes my joy complete to let you know who he is. And once we have this established, now we talk about how we need to walk in the light. Because if he is light, then I need to, I need to know how to walk in the light. And walking in the light means to live in fellowship. That means to live in fellowship. And for, to live in fellowship, I must be in submission to the Father. Jesus says, I only do what the Father has told me to do. I do not do anything. Jesus says, unless the Father says so. And so, therefore, many of us need to remind ourselves of some games we played as a kid called Mother May I. Remind ourselves of some games we 
You remember that game, mother? May I? Like, you don't remember? Let me give you the quick rules, real quick. You played the game, mother, and somebody told you if you let me do something, you say, mother, may I? And you couldn't just say, can I go do something? You didn't say, mother, may I? And so you say, good mother, may can I go back? Mother, 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 and here it is. Here it is. We can do what the Father says to do. So we must truly go to us to the Father. Say, Father, may I? And now here's the thing that we can only do what the Father says. Now to us, that the Father says sounds so bad until it gets to some things that we want to have that Father says so to. We need to be careful that we don't try to put God and make him who he is not. We make God who he is not. We make him to who he is not to be. And then let God be who he is. We cannot contain God because he's beyond our understanding. He's beyond our knowledge. It's sort of like trying to cast lightning in the bottle. You can't do it. That's just too much power for you to catch. And so our God is so big, it's so amazing, we cannot contain him. So it's better for us just to take what he's not given enough. I got excited thinking about that because he gives us just enough. Just think about how you have a charging cord for your device. And it's set so that it gives the right amount. To your device. If it gets too little, it won't work right. If it gets too much, it'll blow it up. Work right. But it gives it just enough. And check it out. And the cars have it just the time it's supposed to have. I know sometimes it doesn't charge us as it wants to be. We got it there. We got to go in 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, not going to be the juice that should take go to less than that dry. So you got the minutes hard charger. The plug should take go. But you always realize that in order for it to work, it has to have something connected to even the juice that it needs. Let me help you out. The connector is consistently available to give you the juice. to walk in the light. He has not left you powerless. He's giving you power to walk in the light. He's power to say no to the things you would like to do. The power to avert your eyes from the things you used to look at. The power to tame your tongue back in the day when you would have lashed out. The power to, to lift up holy hands and lift up hiding hands. Watch out, somebody. He gave us the power to realize that I can bend my knees to stand up and fight. So if I'm walking in the light, then I don't have fellowship with the darkness. Because light and darkness do not mix. And darkness represents sin, and sin breaks our fellowship with the Father. When sin breaks our fellowship, then there's something that is broken. And when something is broken, it never works right. We are so blessed that our modern TV that we have those digital TVs. And what I'm saying, we're so blessed by that, because you remember back in the day, when you had the antennas. And you didn't want the kids to get by the tent because they would break those antennas. And you didn't want to go by you, but I had a problem that I saw an antenna. I know I've seen it, but I saw Star Wars. Me and my brother take those antennas, we had light. And we broke them all the time. We fight with one another. So now you got a fuzzy reception. Because you got broken into And so therefore, you got to find some fixes. You got to find some hangers. Find some aluminum foil. Find whatever you could. Try to get the picture just right. 
But it's just one of the signs having the antennas attached to it. And so what I'm trying to point out to us is that sometimes to not realize that we realize that we need to make sure our connection is just right. And when we know when our connection is right, the picture is clear. And when the picture is right, you can, you can audibly and visibly understand exactly what God is trying to get us to do. And what I want you to understand is that if you just get a word into your heart, oh, glory be to God, if you just get that antenna to that device that's going to make sure you got the direct signal and the correct message. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And that way you can hear from God and know exactly what to do. So therefore, if you need, oh, thank you, an emergency broadcast. The Holy Spirit said, we interrupt this message. Just <laughs> to let you know that you just hang up the phone and get out this conversation. So we interrupt this message that if you are about to say something you would want to regret, we want you to close your mouth and walk away. We interrupt this message that yes, I sent you a text message that you need to go ahead and see and put your phone down and get back in your bed. I would have had a witness in the phone down. And you understand there's times in your life that you need to have that little with the Lord is a little feeling we're so true. You see, left by ourselves, we can't do it. That's why we need to have fellowship once and because we're not, check this out. When I get around my brothers and sisters, we need to cry. I, 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 I feel so dirty. The reason why I feel so dirty because I know I want to live right live right with them. And when I want to live right with them together, when we get together, we feel right before our awesome God, we feel so dirty. Because we're nothing but sins. We're saved by the God of grace. And so together we worship our awesome God. So you know what? Aren't you glad that God is good? Yeah, he is good. Let us worship him together. And as we worship him together, we start thanking God for what he's done. And, as we, and look what the text says. We worship him whose blood. Look what the text says. We worship him clean. It washed away all our sin. I see that right there in the text, right? It says, if we confess, he's faithful and just a cleanse of all unrighteousness. He is our propitiation unrighteousness. He is our perfect sacrifice. And, and, and right, propitiation, that word, some people say, where did you get that word from? Well, but you what translation you have. You don't have the word propitiation, then you might say, but he cleanses of our sins. But let me give you this biblical word in this context of why I'm using such a big vocabulary word. Not because I'm smart. I just read it in the Bible, too. I had to look it up myself. When I looked it up, it pointed me back to his mercy seat that they had in the tabernacle. And so now now, now you're going back to the tabernacle. That's another big word. That, that used to be the tent they had when they used to move around in the wilderness. Before they had walls and border, they had a tent that they place to worship. And that tent up to worship is where they put the Ark of the Covenant. And I say, why are you talking about the Ark of the Covenant? I'm sorry. The Ark of the Covenant, what God told Moses to be, he gave him the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were in the Ark of the Covenant. And so now back to the Ark of the Covenant. And on top of it were some chairs. I'm sorry, cherubim. What are you talking about? The cherubim. Cherubim was a picture of some angels with some wings that are stuck together. And above that was covered with gold. And above that is where they would put the sacrifice. And above that is where God would sit. That's where they sacrifice. I got all that to say is about the propitiation. That when they made the sacrifice, they would sprinkle the blood on top of the Ark of the Covenant inside the tabernacle. And when they sprinkle the blood upon that, that means that it would cover their sins. And when they sprinkle the blood upon their sins, it means that everything covers their forgiveness. But the problem is when they did those sacrifices, they had to do it every day. The problem, and, and, and I'm saying this every day, but sometimes something came back more than once. And every day. I know I'll be in that line all day. 
glory be to God. And, and, and so, because they had sacrificed all kinds of things. They had sacrificed for the first time. So they had sacrificed all kinds of things. I was born. They had sacrificed when somebody dies. They had sacrificed that. If somebody said wrong, they had sacrificed all kinds of things. So they had to do these to be clean. To be ceremonial clean. And to be ceremonial clean means that you will be able to have a fellowship with brothers and sisters. And if we're not ceremonially clean, then we could not be amongst the number. And they could not worship together. They were a worshiping community. I, I know we look around here, we say, well, what happened to the worshiping community? I know we can bring it back to tell people it's good to worship together. They understood about worship. They wanted to worship because worship was not just them coming together to meet in the place of assembly. But worship was a daily communion and fellowship of having one another around. Because if they could not worship with one another, it means they were not in the camp. If they were not in the camp, they were not around their friends. And when they were not around their friends, they felt separate. They felt abandoned. They felt far away. That when I'm unclean, I, I don't want to come to worship. When I'm unclean, I don't want to fellowship with the saints. When I'm unclean, I feel shame. I feel guilt. I feel dirty. And I just want to give my thing. And when they were unclean, they had, for example, they had, if they touched a dead body, they had to stay away for seven days. And on the third and the seventh day, they were supposed to wash themselves and cleanse themselves and cleanse their garments. And if they miss one day, even if they wash themselves on the seventh day, they're still unclean. They got to wait another seven days just to get clean and just to get right. But yet we see clearly here in this text, it says, of Jesus. Why? Wash away all our sins. If you lost all I was saying, all I was trying to point out is that back in the day, they had to do these sacrifices each and every day just to get clean. But now once and for all, the Son of God died on the cross for our sins. They cleanse us and make us white as snow. They cleanse us white as snow. So how does that help me walk in the light? This is how it helps me to walk in the light. Because as you're walking in the light, castes, 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 castes. You're going to walk in the light. But sometimes rain may come. And when rain comes, comes, sometimes, you know, things get dirty. You know, you might get mud on your new shoes. You know, things going to come for you. You're like, man, I'm trying to walk in the light. I'm trying to stay clean, but I keep on getting dirty. That's when Jesus says, that's all right. Confess. That's when, that's when. If you confess, it says he's faithful and just. The cleanses of all unrighteousness. Cleanses of and because I know you're going to mess up and you want to have fellowship with me, I want you to know that I want to have fellowship with you too. And I provide you a way that we can have fellowship. I became the propitiation that I satisfied the debt of your sins. You could never pay. You could never pay even if you're dying. You could pay your prayers and go to hell. But I died to defeat death and to defeat sin so that we might have fellowship not only with the Father but with one another. He even before he died, he prayed for us. The Lord, I pray that they be one like you and I. We want. Here we see God picking rocks and said, Lord, we want our fellowship. We want to be in community. We don't want to have, we want unity. We want to be one together. And we need to remove this sin out of this fellowship. We remove the sun's cleanses us from all sin. We, and so here comes the problem that some people have that they claim to be clean. I just want to read this next text. If we claim we have not sinned, we are called God a liar. 
and showing the love of the word has no place in our hearts. And we need to be careful that we don't call God a liar. And when we call God a liar, we're making ourselves a liar. Because the truth is not in us. And so when we realize that, yes, I'm going to walk in the light, and yes, I'm going to have some faults that I need to be willing to repent. Yes, I repent means to turn away. Now, I want to be clear here that when we turn away means that we don't just speak, just turn away physically. But it means that we no longer continue to do. Let me give you this example. If I had a loaded gun, I started shooting everybody in the building. Boom, boom, boom. And I said, you know what, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. Reload. Boom, 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 boom. That's not repentance. Repentance is I lay the gun down and I leave it alone. We have to be repent, but we go back doing the same stuff. And so here's the issue that repentance leads us to change our lifestyle. That we're no longer walking in darkness, that we're walking in light. And so if we're walking in light, then realize this, we're going to have some struggles. We're going to have some issues. I, 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 I know we live in a sinful carnal way. That's why Paul says, when I want to do good, evil is always right there. Oh, wretched man, am I? Anybody that can testify with Paul that I'm a wretched person, I'm trying to do good, but evil is all around. So glory be to God that we are saved by the blood of the Lamb. That's why he goes on to chapter 8. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's why the, the Redeemer, the Lord, says so. I've been redeemed. And so when we realize the blood washes us, then we surrender and say, Lord, cleanse me of this mess. I turn over to my sins to you. When we confess, we realize that I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I acknowledge I have hurt my brothers and sisters in Christ. I've not but I have harmed you. And I want to make it right. And I can't make it right, but I call on the blood. And I receive the blood that's going to wash me and regenerate. And I surrender to your Holy Spirit to move in me and draw me closer. And I surrender to you to stick closer. Walk with thee. And so when we surrender to this. Holiness of our God. Look what happens to us. Let's become his dear children. I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have what? An advocate who pleads our case before the Father. And, and he wants to make sure don't get confused. Who, the, who is this advocate? He is Jesus Christ. He is the righteous one. He himself is the sacrifice that atones or propitiation for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of the world. You see how he wants us to have fellowship? Sins of the world. And so when we want that, we're going to sin. I, I sin to preface and be clear. We're going to sin. But we should not be living in sin. Christians are not sinless. We just sin less. We used to always curse. Now we just curse less. Act like y'all holy in here, like I, I done gave up cursing. 
Let me fall you around, see if a car almost hits you, and see what comes out your mouth. We live in a fallen flesh that sometimes things slip out. And we want to keep in. And so we know we're going to mess up. He knows we're going to mess up. So we know, but he got to clean us up. He when I think about Jesus, and, and I'll be careful now, you know, because some, some, you know, a theological point, some point out that any, any for illustrate, we can always fall short because our God is bigger than that. I think about how he cleans us up, and I think about how the, those the old time commercials for the carpets, and they, think, and they don't show too much because all carpets are made this way now, but they talk about the sky scar. And I remember the sky scar was stain free, right? You could spill grape juice, you could spill sky you could drag mud on it, and you'll clean it right on up. the carpet, brand new and clean, right? And I said, think about that, you know, wow, yeah, yeah, God is like sky scar. I get stains all over, he'll clean me right up clean. Or you know that new that new thing will come now. It's common now. It's everything, right? You get you get oxy clean in your tie. You get oxy clean in your bleach. But remember, oxy clean, right? We got everything so dirty. Clean it with oxy clean. Oh, I'm oxy clean. You clean everything up. But yet, as we know, those products sometimes run out. Sometimes products are reapplied with the sky scar. You got to go buy some more oxy clean. You see how each metaphor, it runs out somewhere, somewhere. But the blood. But the same blood that was <laughs> shed back on Cambridge. The same blood 2,000 years ago. It's still clean it up. I'm so glad that I don't have to tell you my life story. I'm so glad I don't have to expose myself to you. But I'm so glad that he said, just come. I'm so glad he says, confess. And, and I guarantee right now that if you have not done so, go ahead and confess and, and wash them clean. Why that snow? Some of y'all look at me saying, Pastor, why you come? You got so excited. This is why I got excited. Because the blood. It never loses power. I don't know it never loses power. Well, it looks what it's defeated. It defeated death. It defeated sin. Let me first deal with sin. Sin breaks off fellowship with God. And when our fellowship is broken with God, we no longer look up, we look down. And when we're looking down, we see we fall in things. And when we start picking up fallen things, we start hanging out with these broken things. And when we start things that don't work, right? things that cut us, things that beat us, things that tear us down, we're happy with them because they feel down like a good misery loves their company. And then when we got those who are looking up, we look down and they're full of shame. We're so full of guilt. That we don't want you to at me with those holy eyes and making me feel bad about myself. So I was going to talk about you as I walk away. Because I feel so down and out. But yet, 
Many of us, when we were down and out, some yet came with some joy like John had and let you know that you got to be this way. That there was a man named Jesus. You might know him as Mary's baby, but he was a God before and he's God now. And in time, he put on flesh. Why he put on flesh? You ask the question because he saw that you're going to be down and out. He saw that you're going to feel by yourself. But he came not just for the night. Are you that one? Will you kind of bless? Will you give your love to him? And just call on his name and watch him change you. Watch him change your heart. Change your mind. You're no longer walking in darkness, but walking in light. Now when you got your hand lifted up, you can look up to the hills. Always come with your help. All my help cometh from the Lord. When your head is up, you can say, my God's a present helper in your time of trouble. When you look up, you can see, I see him high and lifted up. When you look up, if I draw, if I be lifted up, I will draw all me. When you look up, you can say, one day, he's coming back again. The sky's going to run for that. When you look up, you can say, all of my help, all of my help, it Come out from the Lord. When you look up, you can be like the apostles. We saw him go, but guess what? He's going to come back again. And when you look up, you can see the light. When you look up, and when you see now, look, look. When you look up, you see the stars. You see the moon. When you look up, you see the sun. That's all the fruits of light. Just to remind you of the light. Somebody didn't know what I'm talking about. The light. When he comes back again. He's going to get away. He's going to move away the heavens and the earth. He's going to make a new heavens and the earth. But there's something missing. There'll be no need for sun, moon, or stars. Because the light is with us. The light of men. You need some help? Go look at Revelation. Go back around chapter 20. You're going to find out that there will be no need around the light will be with us. So go ahead and practice now walking in the light. Let's surrender to our God. Lord, we surrender to you. We thank you that you are the life. And you are the life of men. We thank you. Father, we look up to you. We look up to you for our help. We look up to you for our strength. We look up to you, Lord, for our peace. For confidence, O God. For peace, O God. We confess to you, Lord, our sins. We thank you that you are cleansed for all unrighteousness. We thank you, Lord, that you can restore not only our, our relationship and our fellowship with our brother Jesus and Christ. Our fellowship is to be one with you. Oh, Father, move us to this place right now. Lord, I pray there might be someone here today that decides I give my life to the Lord. We we pray right now, Lord, that they know you as a Lord and Savior. They confess with their mouth. They know and they believe in their heart. Lord, I pray, Lord, might be saved. They confess with their church home. Lord, I pray that they design that place that we will surround them with love and care. And help them to walk in the light and grow as we together submit to help them to walk in the light. Oh, as we, Father, move in this place, we pray. Amen. Amen.